Welcome back to Sister Alley Cast Tea, where we talk about all things church related. And on today, we are going to continue our series from the book of Philippians called The Letter of Joy, written by Paul the Apostle. Now, we did a little bit of background work on our first episode, and on today, we are going to start with chapter one joy in living for Christ. Now, the first few verses are the introduction of the letter, which most likely was written by Timothy, who was Paul's uh, traveling companion and fellow laborer of the gospel, and Paul's prayer for the saints, which is a beautiful prayer. Now, Paul, for the most part, starts all of his letters with a prayer and that is what we see here today in the book of Philippians now Paul's prayer is a prayer of thanking God for the Philippian believers it gives him great joy to pray for them and there is a bond we find that there is a bond between Paul and the believers that was formed in the very beginning as the church began to partner with Paul as actually they shared in his work as preaching the gospel. They began to uh, send Paul gifts, financial gifts, not only for Paul, but also for other believers. And this happened from the very beginning of their salvation, even until now, the writing of this letter. Now also, the, the church at Philippi was a special or has a a a special place in the heart of Paul. Now, for some reason, Paul really, really was attached to the Philippian church and no doubt it could have been the relationships that he had there. It could have been um, um, their financial uh, relationship also because, you know, Paul, he did not really... uh, desire to be paid for his preaching but the only church that he would allow or he would accept financial uh, gifts from was the church at philippi so philippi had a very special place in the heart of paul now also paul began to say that god is his witness how he longed to re- to visit them again even though at this time the time of the letter paul was in prison Uh, most likely in Rome, he wanted the people, uh, the believers at the church of Philippi to know that he longed to revisit them, you know, regardless of his state, he he wanted to come back and visit them again. Nonetheless, Paul was convinced that God will continue his work in them until the day that Jesus returns. So therefore, uh, if Paul did not you know, make it back to visit them because um, he could have been persecuted. He knew without a shadow of a doubt that God was going to continue a good work in those people. And he wanted them to know that. Isn't that wonderful how you can have somebody to encourage you? Even if I never see you again, that I know God is going to continue to do what he is going to do on the inside of you, which is is our, one of our um, special quotes of the Bible. It is, let's read it 
as it reads in the Bible, um, and this is going to be coming from the King James Version, as being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, meaning until the day that Jesus returns. So God is going to continue to perform a good work in them. And Paul wanted to encourage the people at Philippi, you know, to continue to do a good work. And God is going to continue to work on the inside of them. Now, Paul prays and he desires uh, praise concerning their growth in the Lord. So they will be able to live pure and blameless until the day of Jesus Christ's return. So this is also in Paul's prayer. He desires the growth of the church of Philippi or the Philippian church so that they will be able to, and, and not only grow as, as far as the church, as far as, um, new saints in the gospel of Jesus Christ, but to grow on the inside of each individual, to grow and to be pure, to live pure and to live blameless before God. So Paul wanted them to grow in that aspect as well, to grow pure on the inside of each individual, to grow as a human being, to grow as living for the Lord, to grow as living for Jesus Christ. And we will find Father in this uh, scripture, you know, some of the things that Paul began to teach the people or be, begin to encourage the people how to live because he wanted them to live in unity. He wanted them to, um, you know, live in fellowship and in humility and to live in peace. So these are some of the things that Paul began to harp on or not really a harp, but to speak on in this book that he desired for the people. He wanted them to live pure and blameless, excuse me. Now, Paul also speaks of his imprisonment, which has helped in the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, the people of um, Philippians, they were worried about Paul's long imprisonment, which I'm quite sure that's normal and we ourselves would be worried about um you know a hardship of our founder a hardship of our leader of the church yes we would be concerned about that but paul comes in here and he wants to encourage them uh, about his imprisonment and how that his imprisonment is actually the will of God and how it is helping to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, even gaining access to official circles such as the Roman guards and the Roman soldiers. So they begin to know about or hear about the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And all the while, confidence begin to abound in the preachers, other preachers of the gospel, allowing them to speak more boldly and without fear because of the way the gospel was spread. And so sometimes, or uh, many a times, I would say our afflictions are, are uh, allowed by God so that in some shape, some form, or some fashion that the gospel of Jesus Christ is going to be 
preach or it's going to touch somebody else's heart, you know, what we go through or what we have gone through. And, and, it, and it is a story. It is a testimony for us that we will be able to encourage someone else to say, yes, you can handle it. You can go through it. We've already talked about the scripture that says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So yes, a lot of times, and I have come to believe even in my own life that um, God allows, and we can even go to scripture for that. We can go to the book of Job and we can, re we can read how God allowed the devil to come up against Job you know, come up against his family, you know, and uh, took everything that he had, killed all of his children, even his wife turned on him. And, and then the devil was allowed to come up against his body, Satan. Yes, the Bible says Satan, you know, went before God and, and God said, have you considered my servant Job? So yes, I believe God allows things to happen to us. And you know, a lot of times, we say, or there is a saying in the world that says, why do good things happen to, uh, or why do bad things, <laughs> let, me, let me get that right. Why, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, if I wanna, if we wanna take it to the spiritual aspect of why bad things happen to good people, I will say because God allows things to happen to show forth his goodness. We can also go to the scripture about the blind man when the disciples, he was blind from birth and the disciples asked Jesus, um, who sinned? Did this man's parents sin or did he sin that reason why he is blind and Jesus said his parents did not sin and he did not sin but it's for the glory of God so God can show forth his glory in other words so Jesus can come to this man and heal him of his blindness and then this for the gospel of Jesus Christ will be preached it will father the gospel it will father the goodness of God so the blind man was healed and therefore he was able to say I was born blind but Jesus Christ healed me so it's for the glory of God so that's why in my opinion why good uh, bad things I don't know why I want to say good things, but why bad things happen to good people so that God can be glorified. Yes. So let's get back to the book of Philippians. Yes. Paul was convinced that God will continue his good work in them until the days of Jesus Christ. And Paul prays and desires for their growth in the Lord so they will be able to live pure and blameless until the day of Christ, until the return, until Jesus returns, you know, because yes, uh, we understand that a lot of us will not be here. We will not be alive when Jesus returns. However, our seed and their seed and their seed will be here when Jesus returns. Does we have to place 
the goodness of God and the blessings of God and the pure and the purity of God inside of our seed and their seed and their seed. So it will go down from generation to generation. So they will know the goodness of God and they will, you know, the Bible tells us to, to raise up your child in the way that they should go. The way that they should go is the way of God. So raise them up in the way that they should go, even though they may, you know, get off on the wrong path or they may turn down the wrong road. God said, say that they will return. So we have to instill in the younger generations the things of God, the goodness of God, so that it will continue to trickle down from generation to generation to generation until Jesus come. Therefore, we may not be here when Jesus come, but the goodness of God has went down from generation to generation and they will still be hanging on to the altars, the horns of the altar. When Jesus come, they will know the goodness of the Lord. Now, Paul speaks of his imprisonment as well, which has helped in the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ, even gaining access to official circles such as the Roman guards and the soldiers, all the while others being confident they be begin to abound by preaching the gospel and preaching the gospel, allowing them to speak boldly and without fear. Now, Paul speaks on how some preachers, now some of these preachers, they begin to preach because of jealousy. You know, they want to cause a ruckus. They want to stir up some stuff. They want to stir up some trouble. Um, and they begin to preach. They begin to preach the actual gospel of Jesus Christ seeing that Paul was in prison, you know, they wanted to stir up some trouble. However, they were preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They wanted to preach for envy and jealousy and to gain, uh, you know, for gainsaying of their own selves, you know, to gain something for themselves. And we can understand that today. We see that today, you know, some people go into preaching the gospel for the wrong reasons, you know, they want to gain notoriety or they want to gain uh, or they want to, uh, I don't know, be rich, I guess you could say, because these days, the days that we live in, a lot of people preach the gospel for the wrong reasons. However, they are preaching the gospel. It is for the wrong reasons. A lot of times you want to say, what is your motive? What is your motive? What is behind what you are doing for Christ? And this is what Paul is telling the church at Philippi here, that some, they had a motive behind what they were doing. However, they were preaching the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And while others, on the other hand, they were preaching the gospel because of goodwill, because they were doing it righteously they were doing it with a righteous heart a righteous mindset they were doing it because they truly love the Lord in other words now those Paul begin to say those who preach out of love they know that it is God's will for him to be in prison so they are preaching the gospel they know that it's God's will and we've already had that conversation how a lot of times God uh, trouble will come well the Bible tells us as a matter of fact that many are the afflictions of the righteous but he will deliver us out of them all so sometimes we will be afflicted but like I said 
the scripture has told us because a lot of times it's for the glory of God. And here Paul is saying there are those that preach the gospel out of love because they know that it is God's will for Paul to be in prison. And Paul himself let us know how the, the Roman soldiers and the guards you know they begin to hear the gospel of jesus christ and it and and he actually gained um some uh fellow uh, uh christians i would say out out of the roman soldiers and the um guards they begin to become christians yes they may have they had to do it how we say on the down low but they were christians so that was furtherance of the gospel that is a good thing regardless of who is preaching the gospel for whatever reason if they are preaching the true gospel somebody is going to be saved somebody is going to adhere to the word of god somebody is going to accept the word and live for jesus christ so paul speaks on how some preach because of jealousy and envy while others because of goodwill those who preach out of love know that it is god's will for paul to be in prison and those who are not sincere they preach for selfish reasons and to make trouble however paul begins to say it does not matter it does not matter that they're preaching for selfish reasons it does not matter why because christ is being preached why because jesus christ the people are finding out about jesus christ why because they were preaching the truth even though they were preaching it for selfish reasons, they were preaching the truth. And for this reason, Paul began to say that he was happy. And I don't know about you. I would be the same. I would feel the same. It does not matter what reason you have behind your preaching, what reason you have behind it. Let's say it in our, our words here today, it does not matter what reason is behind your post on Instagram. It doesn't matter what reason behind your post on Facebook. It doesn't matter your the reason behind your post on Twitter or whatever other social media website it is. It does not matter your reason behind it. If you are posting the true word of God, if you are posting the gospel of Jesus Christ, it does not matter your reason behind it. Why? Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is going out into the world. Those that follow you, those that um, are, are, are hearing to you, or even those that um, see it just by happenstance, it does not matter why you're doing it the gospel of jesus christ is being preached and guess what i am just like paul i am happy about it so i tell you continue to post the word of god continue to put it out there for the people to see it why 
because the gospel of Jesus Christ is going throughout the world. The Bible tells us that Jesus will not return until the gospel has gone throughout the whole entire world. And you know what? That includes indigenous people. That includes those that live Say, for instance, in the woods, those that live that original lifestyle, that original life where they uh, hunt for their food and they cook it on the fire. And, you know, even those who live like that in 2022, they have to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ preached. It has to go to everyone before Jesus returns. So I am happy about the post that posts the word of Jesus Christ. I am happy. It does not matter what the reason is. The gospel is being preached. So I take on that same mindset of Paul. I am happy about it. Why? Because somebody is going to read that post. Somebody is going to see that post and it's going to touch their heart and they're going to turn their heart over to Jesus Christ. I'm happy about it. I don't know about you, but I'm happy about it. Now, also, Paul is happy that the prayers of the righteous avails much, according to the scriptures. Paul is happy about the prayers of the Philippian church. He said through their prayers and the help of the Holy Spirit, Paul hopes to be freed at some point. He hopes to be freed. But nonetheless, Paul said he will boldly speak of Christ. He will boldly speak the goodness of Christ, whether he is alive and free or whether he will die by persecution. Paul said it does not matter. He said, but through their prayers, he desire and by the help of the Holy Spirit, you know, he hopes to be freed so he can come back and visit the church. But however, regardless of what happens, Paul began to state boldly, I will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, whether I am alive and free or whether I die by persecution. Why? Because Christ is everything to Paul. These are some of the nuggets, some, some of the stuff that we have to glean from the book of Philippians. That Paul is saying everything, everything is about Christ. Everything is about Jesus Christ. If I'm alive, it's going to be about Jesus Christ. And even if I am on my way to death, it is going to be about Jesus Christ. Why? Because the scriptures say for Paul began to say in the scriptures, and this is another one that's quoted for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So if he live, it's going to be about Christ, but he died. He has gained. He has gained. He has come into the fullness. He has come full circle. He has made it in. He is going to heaven. He is going to be with Jesus. This is the mindset that Paul has. And this is the mindset that we have to take on here today, even though it may 
seem hard in the life that we live in today. But listen, again, we talked about how we're not being stoned. We talked about how we're not being beaten because of the gospel. We're not being thrown in prison because of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. These are some of the things that the saints went through back in the Bible days. And we have not we have not entered into any of that we have not experienced any of that so we should be able to say just as paul began to say for me to live is christ and to die is gain because we live and i i myself i am learning i have not gotten there but i am learning to say what you know to be content in whatever state which is basically what paul is talking about and we're going to talk about that even more as we get down into the scripture you know whatever state that we're in that we if we're if we're alive you know we got to do the work of god we got to do the things of god we got to show forth the goodness of god in our lives and if we die, well, that's gain to us. Why? Because we're going to heaven. We're going to be with Jesus. We won't have to cry no more. Yes, we won't have to cry no more. We will be gone away from this earth where there's so much trauma, so much tragedy, tragedy in this world today. We will be gone. So we will gain as long as we're living for Jesus Christ, as long as we're living for God, we will be in heaven and we will have pain no more that means pain in our body that means pain in our mind that means whatever type of pain that you want to put there there will be no more pain for us so to die is gain so we have no reason to fear death there is no reason to fear death as long as we are living for God as long as we have our hand in his hand as long as we are abiding in him and he is abiding in us we have no reason to fear death I say that again we have no reason to fear death as long as we're walking upright before the Lord now if we're not walking upright before the Lord honey let me tell you yes we have a reason to fear death then because we will lift up our eyes in a burning hell and we don't want to do that so that's why Paul is saying for to live is Christ and to die is gain because he will gain eternal life yes eternal life now paul did not know which one he wanted to choose he said he didn't know i don't know which to choose life or death why because he know that if uh, you know basically paul he would choose death for himself why because he would be with christ and no doubt you know being an elderly man and his body was scarred and broken from the beatings that he has endured in his life because you know they really did beat the christians and they stoned them with stones so in that aspect paul he chose he would choose death he would choose death you know to be with christ and to basically he won't have to cry no more and he will be in no more pain. However, Paul said to live is better for the saints. If he lived, it is better for the saints that his work 
may produce more results for the kingdom of God. So that's why Paul is saying he don't know what to choose, life or death. He choose death because he'll be with Christ and he will no longer be in pain and misery. Or he can choose life because it would be better for the saints. He continue, he can continue his work in the gospel. He continue, he can continue to teach the people, the believers about Jesus Christ. He can continue to do his work and to produce more results for the kingdom of God. So life or death, it does not matter which one he chooses. Either way, he's going to gain out of both of them. Now, in closing, Paul encourages the Philippians. In closing of chapter 1, Paul encourages the Philippians to live as a reflection of Jesus Christ. Basically, he's telling them to live holy. To live holy. If he was able to visit them again or not he wanted them to live holy why because he would hear of their goodness he would hear of them living in unity in the spirit and unity in fighting for the faith of the gospel so paul encourages them to live a life reflecting the life of jesus christ and it does not matter if he visits them again, even though he wants to visit them again. But it does not matter because he will hear of their life. He will hear of the goodness. He will hear of the good things that they're doing uh, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. He will hear of the life that they're living in unity, in spirit, and fighting for the gospel. Now, Paul also exhorts not to let anyone intimidate them in any way and i can say for you as well for me as well paul exhorts us not to let anybody intimidate us in any way why because this is god's way of showing them them mean evil doers this is the way god is showing them they will be destroyed and we the children of god will be saved God has given us the privilege in which he's talking to the Philippians as well, but I'm just uh, engrafting us in because we are engrafted. God has given you, the Philippians, the privilege to believe in Christ and to suffer for him. You know, the Philippian church at that time, they were being persecuted. So Paul is encouraging them, you know, don't let anybody intimidate you, even though you're being persecuted. But because God, basically the word tells us, God, vengeance is mine. I shall repay, said the Lord. So God, vengeance belongs to God. In other words, this is the way God is going to show the evildoers. They will be destroyed and the people of God will be saved. God has given you the privilege to, to believe in Christ and to suffer for him. So Paul is telling us that it is a, a privilege. It is a privilege to suffer for Christ. Yes, it is. Now, when we look at it in that aspect, when we look at it uh, with that mindset that it is a privilege, why? Because Christ suffered for us. Yes, they beat him. 
and they beat him in a horrible way. And yes, maybe I should go and we maybe we should talk about the life of Christ so we can dig deep into what he went through just so that we can have the gift of eternal life. He went, they put a, a crown of thorns on his head. They beat him with a whip that had nails at the end of the, of the tip of the whips that drew, that ripped his flesh from his body when they beat him and, and brought it back. You know, I'm talking about it a little bit, but the, that whip, whip, that snatched the flesh from his body. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what Jesus went through? So that we can have the right to eternal life. That's why Paul is saying here. It is a privilege for us to believe in Jesus Christ. It is a privilege for us to suffer for him. Why? Because he did it for us. If he did it for us, why can't we do it for him? This little, These little things that we go through. Uh, I was taught back back um, uh, quite a few years ago. My uh, um, pastor would tell us back then that we're just going through life. The things that we complain about is just life in general. Everybody is going through that. We're not being whooped. We're not being stoned. We're not being put in prison because of Jesus Christ. We, we have not went through any of that. At least I have not. We have not resisted unto blood, as the scripture tells us. We have not resisted unto blood. We have not given one drop of blood for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Paul is telling us it is a privilege for us to suffer for him. Why? Because he suffered for us. Paul also encourages the church that... They are now struggling the same as he did. They're in this struggle, in this persecution struggle, just like they saw him struggle, which is how they saw him. And now they hear of him because he's not there. They hear of his struggles. But however, Paul, he kept his eyes on the day of vindication. He encouraged the Philippian church to keep their eyes on the day of vindication where God will vindicate them for their suffering, for the things that they endured. Yes, for no reason at all. The things that they endured, God is going to vindicate them. So Paul is encouraging them to keep their eyes on the day of vindication when the tables will be turned and the persecutors will reap that they have sown. Yes, the Bible will come to pass. The Bible says you will reap what you sow. That's what the Bible said. If we want to bring it down to what the world say, they say that um, what goes around comes around. If you're going to send that around to me, well, it's going to come back around to you because it's a circle. It's a complete circle. What goes around comes around. Yes, that's how it goes. If, 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 I, if I sow bitterness and hatred and um, unforgiveness and fear and unbelief, if I sow those things, 
That's what's going to come up. If I sow hatred, if I sow wickedness, what do you think I'm going to receive? I'm going to receive hatred and I'm going to receive wickedness. So Paul is encouraging the Philippian church to keep your eye on the day of vindication. Keep your eye on the day that God will come riding on a cherub as the scripture tells us when he gets upset. You can read that in the book of Psalms. He was wroth is how the Bible tells us is that's the King James version. He was wroth and you know fire is coming out of his nostrils and he rode on a cherub and he had darkness up under him. Yes, when God gets upset that day of vindication that's when the tables will turn and the persecutors will reap that which they have sown. Now, just want to go back to read the, the most quoted scripture, I would say, out of chapter one is the scripture being confident in this very thing that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, that is the most quoted scripture that I myself know of out of the first chapter of the book of Philippians. Now, let me share what I have gleaned from chapter one for myself, the things that I have, that stood out to me. In other words, uh, what stood out to me was that the church at Philippi was close, very close to the heart of Paul to a point where they were the only believers whom he would allow to give him love gifts. In other words, financial assistance. These people were very close to his heart. Paul, the, I mean, the scripture tells us that Paul loved them. You know, they were in his heart. And also, some of the individuals that preached the gospel for envy and strife to stir up trouble. <laughs> but Paul believed whatever the reason was behind preaching the gospel it didn't matter that Christ was preached. Therefore, it was good to Paul. Therefore, it made Paul happy. That's another thing that stood out to me. Another thing that stood out to me was, um, you know, well, in order in, to add on to that, we have a saying that said, you can cut off your own nose to spite your face. Let me say that again. You can cut off your own nose to spite your face. In other words, in this particular sense, in this particular scripture, even though they were preaching the gospel for the wrong reasons, with the wrong motive, just to stir up trouble and, and, and just for a personal gain, even though they were preaching the gospel, they were doing it for the wrong reason. Basically, they were cutting off their nose to spite their face. Why to spite their face? Because the knowledge of Jesus Christ was going forth to the people, regardless of the reason behind what they were preaching. Yes, 
they basically cut off their own nose to spite their face. They were preaching it for the wrong reasons, but the gospel was being preached. And that's all that matters as long as the gospel of Jesus Christ is being preached. And you know what else? Because they're going to reap what they sow. <laughs> if they're doing it for the wrong reasons, they are going to reap what they sow. That uh, preaching for the envy and strife. Well, guess what? Envy and strife is going to return unto them. But on the, in the end, the gospel was being preached. Also, something that stood out to me was Paul was ready to die and to be with Christ. However, he would stay for the furtherance of the gospel so that more people would come to Christ just while. All I can say is wow to that. I want to die and be with Christ, but I am willing to stay here so that the gospel will be preached to more people. All I can say is wow to that. Who has that mindset? I don't have that mindset. Do you have that mindset? Maybe we can gain that mindset together. Maybe we can learn how to uh, gain that mindset together. Just wow. Paul was ready to die to be with Christ. However, he would stay for the furtherance of the gospel. He would stay just so more people would come to Christ. Just wow to that. I want to go and be with Jesus, but because of you, because I need to preach to somebody else, I will be gladly, I will gladly stay here. Just so I can preach the gospel to somebody else. Why is that? Because that grows the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Wow, just wow. Just thinking about it is just wow to me. It's the furtherance of the gospel. It's for the kingdom of God. Why? Because the devil, Satan and his cohorts, they are doing everything that's possible to gather people for his kingdom. They are deceiving right and left. They are, 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 are deceiving people to, to commit suicide. They're deceiving people as we know of today in Texas. Satan is deceiving people to go and, and uh, this young gentleman, we can talk about Texas. This young gentleman he killed his grandmother and went into a elementary school and killed elementary children what what was that about why why was that why because if we look at in the spiritual aspect of it the devil had gotten to him they said he had a mental illness we know that infirmity comes from the devil we know that mental illness is all about demons yes so there was a demon that told him you shoot your grandmother and then you go over here to this elementary school and you kill up these elementary students seriously 
this is what the devil is doing. And where does that young man lift up his eyes? Because he is deceased. Where does he lift up his eyes? He lift up his eyes in hell. Not heaven, but hell. So heaven, the Bible tells us that hell enlarges herself. It's a her. Hell enlarges herself daily on a daily basis. So going back to this scripture here with the apostle Paul, he does, he, his desire, he is weighed in the balance. He want to be with Jesus in one hand. That means he wants to die and go be with Jesus and in his word. But in the other hand, he's looking at the saints and he's looking at the people that he knows that he uh, should be here to Father, the gospel of Jesus Christ so that he can gather more souls for the kingdom so he can teach more people how to gather more souls for the kingdom. So the furtherance of the gospel can be preached. This is how I see it. So that's why I can say just wow. I mean, it's wow. We need to desire like Paul desired to be here so the gospel can go forth so souls can be saved. Souls can come into salvation. Souls can turn away from new age. Souls can turn away from witchcraft and sorcery. Souls that are uh, consider themselves witches can turn away from that and say, I am a child of God. That's why we should desire to be here or that's the way I see it anyway. That's why I should desire to be here because, yeah, I would love to uh, go on and be with Jesus Christ. I would love that. I would love to go to heaven. But God is not going to take me into my time. But the desire that I, we should have is to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is one reason why there is Sister Allie Cat's Tea Podcast to further the gospel. Yes, even though you know how they say you have, we have on social media, there are trolls and those that are uh, listening or watching, you know, for the wrong reasons. But listen, the gospel is being preached to that one. That wicked one, that evildoer, that one that's uh, watching and listening for the wrong reason. The gospel of Jesus Christ is being preached. So when they stand in judgment, just as we, just as I have to stand before God and the books will be opened and say, okay, Allison, this is your life. Uh, what do you have to say about it? Well, the same thing is going to happen to those people as well. The books are going to be opened and they're going to say, well, so and so and so. This is your life. What do you have to say about it? They can't say, well, I never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. They can't say that. Why? Because they read it on your social media. They saw it on your Instagram. They saw it on your Facebook, your Twitter. They saw it on your website. Whatever the case may be, they heard it in your podcast. So they cannot stand before God and say, I never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. He will say, 
you are a liar. The Bible tells us that a liar will not stand before God because he hated. So he will send them directly to the lake of fire. Directly. Go to the lake, in other words. I, I don't even want to hear what you got to say. Get. Get from before me. Get out of my eyesight. Just go. And that's just what Paul is saying. Regardless. I'm just bringing it to our time frame. Regardless of what is being done when you are doing the will of God. However you are doing it. Even if you're standing on the street corner with a sign that says Jesus loves you. Somebody sees that sign. And they cannot say that I didn't know anything about Jesus. No, they can't say that when they get before God. In the day of judgment, they're going to have to do some explaining. Explain to me, Lucy, what's going on. They got to explain. So, that kind of brings it down to the way I see it for our time frame. What Paul is saying to the Philippians church. Regardless, Jesus Christ is being preached. Wow. Just wow. Now, Paul also encouraged the believers to live in unity in the spirit and not fear anyone because God will render revenge according to his word. And last but not least, we all suffer for Christ. If we are living righteous and if we are living for him we all suffer in some fashion for christ it could be suffering in our bodies it could be suffering in our minds being attacked by the devil on a constant basis day in and day out <laughs> we suffer some form or fashion for jesus christ if we truly love him why do we suffer because of the devil, because of the enemy, because Satan and his cohorts, they don't like it. They don't like that you love God. They don't like that you are living for God. They want you to be in hell with them. They want you to be in the lake of fire with them on the day of judgment. Throughout eternity, they don't want to be there by themselves. The devil hates you. The devil hates me. Why? Because we're sitting in his seat. He was once in heaven. He was once loved and truly uh, uh, loved by God. But he, he pride, pride. He took on pride, which we talked about. We got to be, we got to live in humility. We got to renounce pride. We got to get rid of pride. The devil took on pride and decided that he wanted to be praised uh, just as God was praised. And therefore, he committed mutiny, I would say, in heaven and got kicked out. And he is upset with the children of God. He's upset with you and me because we love God and we want to live for God the best to our ability. And he's mad about that, that God loves us so much. 
It's, that's a position that he used to have and he has it no more. And he is mad about that. So that's a reason that we suffer for Christ. So that is the end of chapter one of the book of Philippians. Chapter one, joy in living for Christ. And once again, I thank you for listening to Sister Alley Cat's Tea. I love you guys, and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.